Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, and thanks so very much for tuning in today. I tell you, I was amazed to hear something yesterday. Very, very informative, Dr. Greg Patton brought out in a program on how that the medical field has now found a way to give a description of a miracle when it comes to healing of God. Just how can they do that? Because medically they cannot write down God healed this person or God worked in this person's life. They can't do that medically. They have to list the medical terms in some way. And he was speaking about a person who had a heart uh, issue, and actually his heart was so bad, a young man, his heart was so bad, they were going to do a heart transplant, one of the big university hospitals in Michigan. And as they were getting ready to do that, they found out that God had miraculously touched the young man's heart, and he was healed completely. The heart was perfect. There was nothing at all to do uh, with this man's heart. There was no need for a transplant for this young man. God had healed him. Well, when the heart surgeon came in discussing that with the family, that we do not have to do a heart transplant, uh, your prayers have been answered, God is healed, but I cannot put that information down in the medical journals here and in the medical uh, filings of the report. So they've come up with a term for a miracle of healing a heart. And this is it, heart failure remission. The remission of heart failure. It's remitted. It's not going on anymore. Heart failure remission. Uh, isn't it just more simple to say God did it? Hey, the Almighty the all-powerful, the all-knowing, Jehovah, Jesus, did it. Our Lord did it. Well, that's simple for you and I, but the medical field, they love to have the more of the, quote, explanation. I love what one great heart surgeon who's also a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ made this statement when my uh, oldest brother had a miracle, really. He had a heart attack back when he was just in his mid-30s, but God touched him and healed him, and the surgeon himself came out and said to the family, This is a wonderful day for Mr. Davis because God touched him. We know he had a heart attack. We know he had heart damage. We know he had blockages. And when we went in to take care of those blockages and see what damage had been done, everything was perfect. Everything was healed. So now the medical term is heart failure remission. Now that brings me to a passage of Scripture here that has always blessed my heart in Psalm number 19. In Psalm 19, uh, David is talking about how wonderful the Word of God is. And he says in verse number 7, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. All of these are wonderful descriptions of God's Word and what it does. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. 
The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Oh, I love that. But notice there in verse number 14, David said these words, Let the words of my mouth, it's a prayer here, Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. David here is praying, God, I want my thought pattern to be your thought pattern. I want my tongue to be your tongue. I want my body totally submitted, committed 100% to you. I want you to go through every room in my heart. Clean out all of it. Open every door. I'll open the doors, Lord. I surrender all. You go in every room. Clean it all out. Make my meditations, make my thought life what it should be. Let my tongue speak what it should speak. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord my God and my Redeemer. What a wonderful prayer for all of us to pray as well. But before that, he's emphasized the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. Constantly is he talking about how precious God's Word is, how cleansing God's Word is, how powerful God's Word is. So we know what David is meditating on. Now, the word heart in the Bible, as it appears the first three times in Scriptures in Genesis, it speaks of three things. It's not actually the physical organ that's in your body that does the pumping of the blood and continually to operate to keep your blood flowing. It's not that organ that the heart is in reference to here in David's prayer, nor in the first three ways it's used in God's Word. In the book of Genesis, the heart tells us actually what is God talking about? What's David saying? Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart. Now, my physical organ, my heart, does not have a meditation. But the heart the Bible talks about, the heart that God is describing here, involves three things. Now, grab hold of this. It grabs hold of our intellect, our emotions, and our will. All three are involved here. Your intellect, your thinking capacity, your emotions, and your will. And when you realize this as you study the Word of God, it truly helps you in understanding the Scriptures in a much better way. For instance, when we put on the whole armor of God, as Ephesians tells us to put on the whole armor of God, and I do my best to, by faith, take every piece of the armor of God, as Ephesians 6 describes, and I take it on every day. I pray it for my family, for my church family. I want the girdle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit. Now, these protect our heart, our intellect, our emotions, our mind, our will. Listen at that for a moment. You take the breastplate of righteousness, which covers front and back. That Roman breastplate covered front and back. Your heart, your emotions, your will, the, the seat of your emotions is covered. You take the helmet of salvation to cover your mind and your intellect. And then, if you'll notice, the other pieces of armor, the girdle of truth holds all of these together. Then you take the sword of the Spirit, 
Your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You're standing on the gospel. You're standing on the word of God. Your mind, your intellect is covered. Your emotions are covered. And your will in your hand is the very sword or the very word of God. So he gives you armor to cover your intellect, your emotions, your will. And it all comes by faith. When David is praying here, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. He's saying, Lord, let the words that come out of my mouth be completely guarded and guided and, yes, empowered by you taking over my mind my emotions, and my will, because all three are involved when we speak. When you speak, hopefully your mind is engaged. I know sometimes I'm guilty. I speak before my mind is engaged, but my intellect should be operating before I speak. When I speak also, my emotions are revealed, and definitely that is the most likely way emotions are revealed as we speak. So my mind's revealed as I speak. My emotions are revealed as I speak. And my will, because I'm willfully speaking, talking, discussing, ordering, guiding, directing someone with my will to be their will or what I'm saying to go to their uh, intellect and to cause them to operate as I am instructing there. So you see, when David is praying here, Lord, my mind, my emotions, my will, please let all of that be guided. Let the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. And then, Lord, my tongue will speak correctly. And so will yours, and so will mine. In these days, when people are denying God, first of all, denying His presence, but then denying His access to them, to who they are, even believers, even Christians not surrendering their life to God hinders them from truly having that wonderful intimate relationship with Jesus and hinders them from their tongues, their bodies becoming a living sacrifice and their minds transformed as Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about. And it hinders that because they haven't surrendered and understood that their heart is their intellect, their emotions, and their will. I see my time has slipped away. Join us in tomorrow's program, and we'll continue with this thought. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.